Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host, and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. And I just wanted to do a quick side note here before the actual episode begins, and I forget to mention it, but Sunday, September 23rd, is going to be the next day that I sell my mini mug cakes over at Retro 521 Coffee Shop Cafe and Venue. They have a little farmer's market every Sunday that is called Trader Jane's. So I'll be selling them there and I'm excited to let you all know that I am branching out from just chocolate peanut butter to strawberry cinnamon. So I'll be going into my kitchen after recording and editing this episode to work on the icing or frosting or ganache or whatever you want to call the topping for those today. But I just wanted to make that announcement, let you know where I'll be, because I have had some requests on, hey, Danny, when's the next time you're selling them? I ran out this week. I want more. So I'll be selling them next Sunday. However, I'm also doing or using two locations in town right now as pickup locations. So Mondays and Thursdays, you will be able to pre-order and pick up um, some mug cakes at Sleek Physique in Shreveport, Louisiana. And then on Thursdays only right now, you'll be able to order and pick up at Retro 521, the coffee shop, cafe, and venue in Bossier City. So if you are interested, if you would like to pre-order some, I am working on some order online ordering system and having some paper ordering forms and things as well. But for now, either email me or send me a DM. So on Instagram, it's at Danny Phillips and email is Danny at the That information will be in the description box and in the show notes below. So make sure you check that out if you are interested. And here we go with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 62 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where I interviewed a good friend of mine, Uriah Oxford. And Uriah is actually a local pastor, but I cannot just give him one label because he's really a true entrepreneur. And I cannot wait for you to hear about his approach to just total health. He's definitely one of those people who gives off so much genuine interest into what is going on with you and your life and how he can help you to reach your total health in whatever way that looks for you. Um, We really dove into a lot of different topics today that I know are going to inspire you. And some of these topics are related to business, but most of them are related to his personal story and his family story and different health struggles that he has overcome and his family has overcome. So truly, I believe that sharing stories is what helps us to recognize that we can do it too. And if someone has struggled through a similar place in their journey, then to know that a path has already been paved and someone else has been able to rise up out of a rut, then that's all we need to keep going some days. Uriah's wife has actually battled breast cancer this year, and we dive into that a little bit as well. But cancer is so scary for everyone involved, and um, it seems to be kind of rampant and everywhere right now. So if you are listening and you either have cancer or you know somebody with any type of cancer or a friend that 
has a family member with cancer, anything like that, then please keep listening. Please do do us a favor and share this episode with somebody who needs to hear this message today. If you're not sure how to share the episode, then take a look at the device you're listening on. Look for those three little horizontal dots or the rectangle with an up arrow. And that's generally what you can click on to either share the link in a text message or share it with your social media, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whatever it might be. But Uriah has been able to reach so many people with his words and video through social media and his preaching, but also he's been able to reach people in a physical sense because he teaches kickboxing and mindfulness and meditation, and he's actually starting to offer yoga classes, and he's a creative with painting. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, perhaps take some notes if you are in a practical and safe place to do so. And here is my conversation with Uriah Oxford. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 14th of September. I'm so excited to be here with a good friend of mine, Uriah Oxford. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. And here we are sitting outside. I can't believe we're sitting outside when it's like 92 degrees out. Yes, <laughs> I'm <sitting>. wet. <laughs> and what is it, October? No, we're still in September. September. I'm wet. Yeah. yeah. We're sitting outside of a local coffee shop enjoying some hot coffee while we're sitting outside. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. weather. And, um, and we're just going to sit here and chat. And I know I mentioned a little bit about this in our Wednesday podcast, but Uriah is a local pastor and he's just super passionate about helping others find their total health. He believes in working towards a balance in four different areas specifically that we're going to dive into today, and that will be spiritual life, exercise, eating, and creating. And we've been chatting for like 20 minutes already just about all of our creative ideas and where we want to go with different avenues in life. So we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit, but we're going to do some rapid fire questions to help you all get to know him really quickly. So are you ready to dive all right, in? I think so. Let's do it. Perfect. Okay. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Alexandria, Louisiana, raised in Gina, Louisiana on the river in the bayous in LaSalle Parish. I don't even know where that is. Yeah. I'm from here. <laughs> yeah. Gina? Gina, Louisiana. Gina, yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, you had to look up the Gina Six. It was a, a <laughs> national uh, event that happened uh, about a decade ago. So look that up later. Okay, yeah. I will. I will. And and where do you live now? I live in Bossier City, Louisiana. Awesome. So that's Northwest Louisiana for those yeah. of you who are not familiar with this area. And what is your main job? My main job is I am the pastor for the Contemporary Worship Service at First United Methodist Church of Bossier City. Awesome. And what are your side hustles? Just name, side. name a couple, not all. Oh, so <laughs> main, right now, uh, just uh, painting art. So I've, I've recently uh, started showing my, my paintings, abstract art, and I've got an art show coming up this weekend. And so, yeah, I've been selling some paintings here and there. It's, it's, it's been cool. It's been fun. I didn't know you had an art show this weekend. Yeah. I yeah, need to come it, to this. Well, it's in Leesville, Louisiana, another oh. place you probably have no idea. No, I do, because I stopped for coffee there once oh, on my okay. way down to Mandeville. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't remember what the coffee shop was called, but it was really good. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Because cool. I had a photo shoot there about a month ago, oh, two yeah. months ago. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Favorite type of fitness? Um. Uh, gosh, I'm going to have to go with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been training for two years, and I just made Blue Belt. So. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Favorite type of food? Indian food. Uh, oh, it's a Thai Indian food or sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you've been to that, that Indian restaurant here. It's mm-hmm. called like the Indian restaurant. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to name it something India. special. It's India's, India's restaurant. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Try the buffet. Oh, so good. Okay. And then favorite place to travel? Favorite place to travel? Gosh, I went to Hawaii a couple of years ago and I just, I cannot wait to, to get back there. So yeah, the beach, Hawaii, of course. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like you're ready to be on the beach right now because you're wearing like a beach <laughs> shirt with flamingos on it, yes. which makes me so happy because if y'all don't know, I'm obsessed with flamingos. Oh, I didn't know that. We're going to have to take a picture together after this. I had no idea. That is so cool. Yes. Well, I mean, side note here. (laughs) My dad has recently retired from Chevron after almost 40 years. And when we were little, he used to go back and forth to Africa and some other places overseas a lot. And when I was real little, I must have been two or three, he asked me what I wanted him to bring me back. And I said, bring me back a birdie present. A birdie present. And he brought me back a flamingo, Mm. um, a stuffed animal flamingo. I love that. (laughs) I love that. It's been my favorite ever since. 
Um, okay, back to the rapid fire. So real quick, what is something you've struggled with recently and have been able to work through? Yeah, we we'll, might get into this a little bit more later, but uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer this year. And so that has been a huge, that has been 2018 for us. And so um, what was the second part of the question? Just have what you've struggled with recently, but then been able to work through. Yeah, just have been able to work through that with uh, just the support of family and friends and our, our church community. Awesome. Yes, that's definitely a loaded question, so we'll circle back to it. And then what's exciting for you right now? I've come back to the, uh, just the art. Uh, this is just a dream of mine, just to be a painter and put it out there and not be a chicken. And so uh, I'm doing that now, and that's really exciting for me. Oh, good. Good, good. Well, I'm excited to come and see your art show if I can, um, or at least see pictures of it because I'm sure you'll post online. But for those of y'all listening, um, Uriah and I met at the Retro 521 coffee shop, so we've just bonded over coffee yeah. and um, and creative minds and... I'm, we we do so much so many different things like I feel like we have our hands in a lot of different pots so we're gonna dive into that today so let's let's start with um, how you became a pastor for your church and go from there mm, for my current church or just in general a pastor oh like, so like well then I didn't realize that there was more than one so like, <laughs> okay. bring it, bring it so back to the I'm beginning. probably okay so this is um, I don't even know maybe my sixth church where I've served I've served one two three yeah, this is probably church number six. And so, uh, just real quick, short version, uh, 12 years old was at a church service one night called a revival. If you're from the South, you know exactly what that means. So I was at a revival and the preacher was preaching and I just knew in that moment that I was going to one day be doing what he was doing. Didn't want to do that, didn't know what that meant, but I just knew that I would be up uh, teaching from the Bible, preaching and telling people about God and how to meet God. And so I was 12 years old. Fast forward, finally um, accepted the call to ministry, as they say, at age 23 and immediately started going to Bible college and seminary and started working with children. I was a children's pastor first. And so I had about 150 little darlings that I got to work with every week. And from there, I, I moved and became a pastor of my own little country church out in Stonewall, Louisiana. After that, I moved down to New Orleans. And this was pre-Katrina. It was the year before Hurricane Katrina. So we went through all through the Hurricane Katrina uh, fiasco debacle, which washed us back here, started a church in my living room, outgrew that, and then from there ended up at my current church. So that's, yeah, that's just a short cliff note version. But, wow. Um, yeah. That's a whole lot over yeah. a And that's 20 years. That's a 20-year process. About that's a 20-year process. Yeah. Well, next year will be 20 years. Is it typical to start off ministering to children? Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, the typical track for men is to start off working with uh, teenagers, becoming a uh -huh. youth pastor. And so Just dive into the deep end, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, but my background as a 16 year old was working at children's camps and stuff. So I already had experience working with children. And so that's how, that's how I got my start. And that's how I learned how to communicate. If you can communicate, if you can hold the attention of a five year old, you can hold the attention of a 55 year old. And so it was really great training time for me. Wow, that's so true. And you learn how to not give your message in the way that you understand it, but when somebody else and multiple age levels and demographics can understand it, you're really achieving excellence right there. Exactly. They, they say, I heard one guy say it's, well, he said this about me. He said, you know, you know how to put the cookies on the bottom shelf where everybody can get them. I thought, man, that is a great compliment. I hope that I'm always, always like that. So. I mean, you just brought in cookies, so <laughs> cookies. You're, you're reaching a lot of people with cookies. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. And so where did the, so that's like your spiritual fitness piece mm -hmm. of all of this. How did the kickboxing come in? Because I know you you teach yep. the kickboxing classes to the members of your church, and, and not that they have to belong, but. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, so the okay, so started in ministry and you know that was my first career and I, I you know so I started doing the you've heard of the power lunch I was doing the power lunch I was doing the power breakfast I was doing the power snacks and so I looked up at about age 30 and I was almost 100 pounds overweight 
And by that time, you know, depression and everything had been beginning to creep in on top of the stress of being in a, in a career and being a pastor and all this. And so I began to dabble here and there and started doing Kung Fu, martial arts and Kung Fu. And from Kung Fu, I started just kind of doing my own uh, journey to try to discover what the best martial art was. And so I got into kickboxing and jujitsu and judo and things like that. And so that's how I got into kickboxing. And also, you know, just from watching UFC uh, and just being interested in fighting and all that all my life. So I started doing the kickboxing MMA stuff and um, just, just, just loved it and was able to get in some kind of shape from that. And then I've, I finally just settled in on the jujitsu because getting punched in the nose is not cool. So, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. not. Cool. <laughs> For those who are not familiar with the power breakfast, power lunch, power meal, what what is a power meal? Okay, so and, and, what I meant yeah. by that was just radically overeating all the garbage that I could, that's what I meant by it, radically overeating all the garbage that I could stuff into my face and my body. And what I didn't know at the time is that I was medicating myself with food. Um, it was uh, instead of uh, exercising or doing something positive like painting or kickboxing, I was just eating, eating, eating to try to make myself feel better. And you know, you feel better for like five, 10 minutes and then it's, it's a cycle. So food was my drug and food was my addiction. And you know, I went from being as an 18 year old walking around with eight, 9% body fat to a 30 year old with about 30% body fat. And it was just, it was, I was way, way out of hand. And so I, I knew I had to do something. And so just started exploring different things. And that's how I got into some of the stuff that I'm doing now. So, wow, so, and that was 100 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And so, what did that look like as far as the people who were around you? Did they notice, did they say anything, or is this totally internal, like one day you were just like, okay, I've had enough, this has to change? No, you know, nobody ever really said anything. I mean, people, like my brother would laugh at me, like he would go six months and then he would see me and then he would laugh at me and, and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, people that were around me all the time, they just saw it gradually coming on even though it did come on pretty fast I remember right after Hurricane Katrina um, I started taking an antidepressant which I didn't know at the time uh, you know would would cause a lot of weight gain so I, I gained 50 pounds like it seemed like overnight but it was over the course of months so people never really said anything I could see it and feel it, but again, I was addicted, I was depressed, and I, that's that's how I dealt with it, it's just by, by eating and being a food addict. And so, yeah, it was a dark time in my life. Well, that's, I mean, unfortunately not uncommon in Louisiana. The South, yeah, I'm Louisiana sure. is one of the most obese states in the nation, yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, I can only imagine that you going through that has been able to inspire so many of the people that you speak with on a daily and a weekly basis who have probably been through or are currently going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I showed, uh, I've been, I've only recently, and when I say recently, like the past month have started showing people like my before and after pictures. I call them my fat pictures, and I know that's not nice to say because you shouldn't say mean things about yourself, but that's that's what I call them, you know, my fat pictures. and you know just to get a reaction to see what they would say and I would show I, I would do it like this I'll say do you recognize this guy and I would hold the picture up and they're looking at it and they're like no I don't know who that is and I was like that was me like nine years ago and they're like no like no there's no way because you know 240 pounds I walk around right now 185 on a good day 180 180 on a, on a low day and, the, and it's just so yeah I it is inspiring it's probably more shocking and um, you know, and, and I've done personal training too, and so to have that story gives you street cred, and uh, I was able to get results for my clients too, from uh, just from sharing that, that part of my story. You know, it was I was embarrassed about it at first, but you know, that's part of my story, part of my journey, and, and I just wanna use that now, so. It's true, well, I appreciate you being able to share it, and I know that it gets probably easier the more you share it because you see how it helps change other people Exactly, too. that's exactly right, yeah, that's exactly right, so. 
Uh, I plan on making a, a video soon. I'm still kind of scared about that, but uh, maybe, hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll, I'll make a video and show the before and after stuff. We'll For see. your YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody listening would love to oh see my that. Gosh. Yes, yeah. comment comment below or um, on the Instagram post for this if you want to watch wow. that video and, and hear the whole transformation story. Okay, wow, <laughs> wow. We're putting it out to the Pressure, universe. pressure, I like it. Yeah, I like pressure, exactly. it's good, it's good. Very motivating. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's go into, so we, we talked about, or we mentioned the four areas for total health. Well, actually first, let's define total health. What does that look like for you? Why is total health important? Yeah, because, um, you know, like, so when I started my journey, you know, I, you know, I went from like 240 to 163 and for the first time as an adult, you know, I was walking around with the, you know, the, the coveted six pack abs that everybody talks about, you know, and, <laughs> and the problem is what people don't realize is so freaking hard to maintain and so really miserable is. to maintain. And my life was just so unbalanced because I was just oh, so OCD about my body fat and I wasn't paying attention to the other aspects of my life, like my spiritual life. And I mean, I was eating, but I, but even I really wasn't eating well because, you know, I mean, you get into such a, 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 cal a caloric deficit that, you know, it's just not healthy at times. And so total health for me is, um, is putting it all together, the spiritual life, exercising, eating right for your needs and then putting good things out into the world and trying as best as you can to strike some kind of balance in that where you feel good in more than just one area of your life. I hope that made sense. That's just kind of how I, I frame it. We can talk some more about that and unpack some more of that. But but yeah, the spiritual life, exercising, eating, and being creative to me they're really four pieces to one component, which is total health. And I think if you can if you can hit on those four uh, pillars, as I call them, you will um, you'll feel good. You'll feel good about yourself, and uh, you'll be able to get more done. I love that, and it's true. I feel like I feel like I'm always struggling to find a balance, and so maybe that's my next question is. Do you ever feel like you reach a perfect balance? And if so, how long do you stay there? I think it's really more of an ideal that you strive for. Like there may be moments when you do, but, and, and I've been challenged recently by listening to different people like Tim Ferriss, and I know you like Ferriss mm -hmm. and Gary Vee and people like that. You know, sometimes when you have big goals, like when I was trying to lose fat, like I needed to be unbalanced, I think, to a degree to, to get there. But then when you get there, that's when you need to say, okay, what are the other areas of my life that I need to, to work on now? So I think it's okay to swing out of balance for a little while to achieve your goals, but then always be mindful that you need to, to, to come back in and make sure that there are there is balance in those other areas of your life. And so I think it's more of an ideal that you strive for. And like I said, you may achieve it, but just like, maintaining six-pack abs maintaining that balance is a, is a difficult thing to do too so i don't have a good answer for that but it is something that i'm constantly striving for i think that's a great answer because that's the answer i've come up that's with. the truth you know well and it's i feel like i go through these different phases where my balance has to be more focused on one of the yeah. areas that i'm yeah. focused on like for example with my bodybuilding shows i know my total overall balance is is way out of whack at that point because yep. in order to achieve that goal mm -hmm. i have to put you know 80 percent of my time and effort that's into right. into that into those six-pack abs that mm -hmm. are no longer there that's right yeah 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 so yeah like and it's okay to to do that at times but you can't do that for 20 years straight you know Gosh. 20 days three months straight maybe but after that you need to start hitting on the other pillars to make sure that you're feeling good in all areas of your life yeah, well, you get you get burnout. Oh when, gosh, um, yeah. And sometimes you don't realize it until you start to swing that pendulum back the other direction. Yeah. And it's I'm almost two months post show, and I'm mm -hmm. still feeling like I'm working on coming back to a, a better sense of mm -hmm. normal, and still looking for more enjoyment in the gym or kind of lost it things like that so it's you know it's always a work in progress i think yeah absolutely 
Awesome. I would love to dive into um, your wife's circumstances if yeah. you want to share a no. little bit about that because I know that's that has been a big struggle for mm-hmm. you. And I know that when my sister was in the hospital and in hospice and going through um, dealing with her brain tumor, looking towards other people's stories and optimism is what mm-hmm. got me through mm-hmm. and pushed me forward and kept me focused on research and what's the next best thing. So yeah. I would love to hear more about your wife and how y'all have handled this situation and what's it maybe the more positive outcome of what you're going through now yeah so you know we we got the news in February of the possibility so so to me 2018 has just been all about the the cancer journey and then you know we found out for sure in in uh, in March and so we knew in that moment that we were going to to be okay and that we were going to rely on our faith and but it it played out in ways that I didn't know uh, that it would play out because so I'm I'm a pastor she's a pastor's wife which means she's the real pastor but she's <laughs> and I mean she's the real pastor and the pastor behind the pastor and so we're always on the end of encouraging and building others up and and so we knew that our faith would carry us through but the way that it actually happened it was it was the faith and the prayers of our family and church family that really carried us through because there were times when I, I couldn't pray. There were, there were times when I was just so stressed out that, that I couldn't pray. But I knew that other people were praying for me because I would get texts or we would get meals at home. And so that's what I learned through this is just the power of community, the power of, of being together and, uh, and, and lifting and building one another up. And, you know, I knew it. I guess intellectually as a pastor, but really experienced it being on the being on the other end of it. And uh, she's been, I mean, she's been a rock star through this. Like it's been way harder on me than I think it's been on her in some ways. And her story has uh, resounded through the city and through the country, you know, because of social media. And she is uh, has been an inspiration to to women that are going through this right now. She got a call this morning. She's going to be speaking and sharing her testimony because people are coming into the doctor's office and they're dropping her name and talking about how they have seen her on social media go through this. And and so she's giving them the courage, the bravery to go through it um, themselves. And and we just we thank God for that. It's been uh, I mean yes, of course it's been hard and. There's going to be some days ahead that are going to be hard, I'm sure. But really, the, our faith, but the faith of the saints in our community is really uh, what got us through. So I just want to say thank you to anybody that's listening. That was a part of our journey. Thank you. We love you. And we could not have done it without you. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And it's I, I truly believe that you're right in that it's the people around you that are keeping you going when because they know like it's you're holding so much within that small space that you're not able to then you know your bandwidth isn't set out to do all of the things that you were doing before and just to have somebody bring that text and bring in that food or you know just just a simple smile maybe for the day if that's gonna help bring in those extra things that you are now devoting your bandwidth to something else for yeah absolutely yeah so it's it's been amazing Wow, and so social media. So she's got some, like maybe a speaking testimonial gig. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. How have yeah. you guys used social media to share her journey and your journey? Because well, it is—it's the both of you. She, you know, I'm always the one up front, you know, because I'm on stage every week in, in the pulpit at church speaking, and so that's something that's not, you know, natural for me now because I've been doing it for twenty something years. Um, She's—I mean, she has used just Facebook, just just. Just dropping posts and stuff here and there, you know, no, no videos or anything like that. But uh, I, I hope that's something that she'll do uh, in the future. I think that she probably will. I think and hope and pray that God will lead her to do that. And uh, and maybe me dipping my toe in the water beginning last year before all this happened, because it's a scary thing to put yourself out on social media, especially video form. But I've dipped my toe in it, and uh, people have watched. Uh, some of my videos and have been encouraged so I don't know maybe me dipping my toe out there has has been uh, what uh, needed to be done to maybe show her the way to do that you know I don't know I mean we're just open to whatever God has in store for us and 
we'll see where that takes us. But um, at this point for her, it's been it's been just uh, Facebook. Yeah. Awesome. So keep keeping it simple, and sometimes simple is the way you got to do it. I I hope that y'all do a, a YouTube video. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I think we will. Uh, I need to find. I want to find an editor. Like I have a million ideas for videos, and I could do a video a day, just like I'm talking right now. It's just so easy for me. But I just sitting down and doing the editing and the work and making it YouTube ready. It's just like people don't realize that's a freaking job. Like that is wow. All right, so yeah, yeah. I want to talk to your editor. I need an editor that I can afford too. So um, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're just, like I said, we're, we're open to whatever God has in store for us. When you talk about being open to what God has in store for you, I, for those of you listening, maybe you do believe in God, maybe you don't, maybe you believe in some sort of a source or higher power, um, or at least something in the universe, you believe in the universe and, and what feels good and the gut feelings. Um, how did, how did you determine, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Mm -hmm. Like I... I try to make a lot of gut-based decisions mm -hmm. for my big decisions, and mm -hmm. so I really do when I say I need to go home and think on it. Like, mm -hmm. I need to go think on it and like feel it in my heart. Sure. And, and even sure. if it's something like remodeling my bath master bathroom or yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, picking a tile, I just need to like sit in the space and feel it. Do you get a feeling yeah. when something is right or wrong? I, I do, and 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 I want to be mindful that not everyone has that. Um, Intuition. I think I everyone has that intuition, but this is what I think. I think it has to be practiced. Um, I think you have to dip your toe in the water and test your intuition and prove to yourself that your intuition can be right many, many times, more times than you realize it can be. But also, you know, knowing, holding in the other hand that, hey, my intuition can be wrong if I have a selfish motive here or if I have blinders on here, my intuition can be wrong. But putting yourself into situations where you can test that at times, and I think I started doing that at an early, early age because I am like a, I am a rule breaker. I am a rebel. If you say don't do it, I'm already scheming on how and when I'm going to do it. You know, That's that kind hysterical. of a thing. And so I've just, and so when it comes to public speaking or painting or, or, or doing anything, I don't really plan things. I guess I've just practiced following my intuition so much that it's just the way that I do it now. But uh, I really would challenge you, might listen to this if you want to, you want to tap into that more. You just have to think of some ways to do that and just do some things, maybe some smaller risks. But learn to trust yourself and learn to trust your intuition. So, do you have any actionable steps on how to test your intuition? Gosh, I wish I'd have been prepared for that question. I'm that's sorry, a, that's I, a great I question. To ask it. No, that's a great question. <laughs> actionable steps. So, I think um, you know, find something that you are passionate about. So, for 17 years, I was a hermit in my garage or yard as a painter. <laughs> very passionate about it, very nerdy about it. And then one day someone encouraged me and just said, hey man, you just gotta put something out there and just see what happens. You might get crickets, you might get acclaim, you might get criticism. So if you're passionate about something like cooking or sewing or writing or singing or painting or drawing or whatever, just, just Rob Bell said it best. He said, put the crappy iPhone version of the thing out and see what happens. And I think you'll discover that there are people out there that are ready for what you have to offer and how you have to offer it, how you're going to say it. Uh, they're going to they're gonna respond to you when they might not respond to Danny or myself. And so... I think you just have to find something, like Rob Bell said, put the crappy iPhone version out and see what happens and, and go from there. So Right, like it's gonna resonate with somebody. Exactly. And and I believe this, all you need is one person to believe in you. Like I uh, I had just like a handful of people say, Oh, that's great, you're great at speaking or you're great at painting or you're great at you know, leading group fitness classes or whatever, and that's all you need. You just need one or two people to encourage you, and you can keep going. You can always grow and get better after that. You know, you're not going to be a master at anything at first, and so just put something out there and go from there. So true. I was listening to a podcast. It was either yesterday or the day before. I wish I could remember who it was that was the guest speaking, but it was they were a 
some sort of like a singer and a motivational speaker at the same time and they had said that you know they put out a lot of great content but they put out a lot of not great content too and they've questioned their not great content but there was one time where they decided to put out that content that they thought was like the worst thing they'd ever put out there they put it out there and then they got a message from somebody later on that afternoon or the next day saying thank you so much for putting this out there i was going to kill myself yeah and if you that, hadn't put that out and so from then on this person put out every piece of content he felt was either great or not great because he didn't know who it was going to help but he knew it could hurt if he didn't that i mean that is so gosh that's so fascinating to me and it's so true what you put out there and you think is going to be the grand slam is going to be the foul ball and this happens to me in preaching all the time like i'll really? i will plan like the most amazing sermon on paper <laughs> research it for 30 hours get up communicate it it's a lead balloon some weeks I have no time to prepare because a hospital visits, picking up kids, whatever, whatever. And then you go in with five hours of preparation or two hours of preparation and you stumble over your words and people are like, oh my God, that's the best sermon I've ever heard in my life. And it's life changing. You're like, oh my gosh, that's just... So you just have to, you have to put your stuff out there and, and just believe that it's going to, uh, it's going to connect with the people that it's supposed to connect with. Oh my gosh, that's so true, and that's so fun, because it is, it's the times when you feel like you're just stumbling over your words, and it's not perfect, it wasn't yeah. eloquent, that's when people connect with you the most, the because they do it too, yeah. and, I, and, and I hear it all the time with my, my personal training clients, or my nutrition clients, when I explain to mm -hmm. them maybe a story of when I went out and overate, or how I yeah. just don't have it together one day, they look at me and they go, oh my god, you're not perfect too. Exactly. I was like, exactly. oh, I'm so not perfect. You're like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People exactly. need to see that. You know, I think it's Brene, Brene Brown, you know, uh, her work and her TED Talks and everything. And I was listening to her, uh, one of her books, and, and she talks about, you know, the power of vulnerability. And that's when people... You know, like you said about, you know, going through with your sister, you wanted to see other people's stories and other people's journey and how they got through it. And, you know, it's just about being real and being vulnerable. People really connect with that. I know that I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so another thing that is fairly new for you that I want to touch on, and it's back to that fitness and mindfulness. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's spiritual, too. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It's your yoga meditation sessions mm -hmm. that you're hosting. Can you tell us yeah, about those? Yeah. So um, I started um, Well, I started in yoga several years ago, probably, oh, gosh, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe even. We ordered. <laughs> it's so funny. We ordered. My wife ordered for me. I was asleep. She ordered the P90X DVDs <laughs> for me because I was like, she was. And that was her way of telling me, hey, dude, you got to do something. So she ordered it. She spent a well, lot that's of... passive. <laughs> yeah. She spent a lot of money on it, which was out of character for her because she's really frugal. And we got it and we were going to do it together. And when we looked at it, we're like, oh, we'll just do the yoga video first because yoga is easy, right? Wrong. That was still to this day one of the hardest workouts I've ever, I've ever done. But it made me a believer. And so I've been doing yoga on and off for... Um, about 15 years and for the past few years have really made it a a staple of my fitness journey part partly because i get beat up in jujitsu so much I, I need the recovery and the stretching and and so i really love it but then once you begin to connect the breath to the body that's when your brain and your body and just your outlook on life begins to change and um, and then started meditating, you know, learning how to meditate, doing mindfulness meditation, and just connecting with the breath. And I did a challenge to myself uh, one day. Uh, I said, "I'm going to do this for 30 days straight, just to see what will happen." And I meditated for at least 15 minutes for 30 days straight. And I don't even have words to explain it, but it totally changed my brain. I'm ADD, and it's like my ADD was—I'm not saying it was gone; it'll never be gone. I'll never be cured from that and I don't want to be but it was like I, I, I felt like I could focus and concentrate I was there I was way more present and so and the neuroscience behind it these days is just astounding how it literally changes your brain and you can grow areas of your brain back 
that are beginning to waste away from old age, you can get your brain thicker in some spaces. Uh, you know, and so I'm just a huge, huge believer. And because uh, we don't slow down enough to really breathe like we're supposed to, it's a way to almost like learn how to breathe again, which to me has just been huge. Maybe we can do another podcast just on that. Yeah. Uh, I could talk for a long time just on that. Oh my gosh. But, um, so yeah, I started doing a, a meditation group and we'll start yoga hopefully next week uh, You know, over at Retro 521 and would love to see uh, any of you come out and be a part of that. It's all, it's all free and by donation and so yeah, pretty excited about it. Awesome. So details on that will be in, um, I want to say the description box, but the, in the show notes below for the times and dates. It's Tuesday night? Tuesdays for the meditation and yoga is to be announced. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Now, out of curiosity, a lot of people think that meditation means, you know, sitting in a very interesting <laughs> position with That's your hilarious. hands out and your, you, you know, um, yeah. and all that. so what, yeah. is, what does meditation look like or well, what can it look like? Well, so there are hundreds of ways to meditate. You can do walking meditation. You can do mantra meditation. You can meditate on scripture. You can meditate. You can meditate on anything. I do just good old-fashioned insight meditation. Uh, the uh, the ancient word for it is vipassana meditation, and it's just uh, it's so it's in it means insight, and um, it's a for me it's about not being tossed to and fro and driven by your thoughts and coming back to a point of focus which 99% of the time for me is just using my breath when we're sitting we're not doing ohms or mantras we're just sitting there it's really very boring and we're focusing on our breath and when our minds wander because they will wander dozens if not hundreds of times in 20 minutes you just keep coming back to the breath and that is the practice it's Someone said so it's good. practicing the muscle, practicing the letting go muscle oh, is what so Sharon Salzberg quoted someone to say, a meditation master to say. So it's practicing the letting go muscle. So when a thought pops up, uh, I'm not good enough or I got to do this or I should have done this. You acknowledge the thought and you gently let it go and you come back to your breath and you just pay attention to your breathing. And then when your mind wanders again, you're like, oh, okay, that's a thought. I'm thinking, come back to your breath, and that's practicing meditation. And over time, what you do is you train your brain to be able to do that in every aspect of your life. When you're having a conversation with your spouse or with your child or at work, you're like, oh, instead of me doing my laundry list or grocery list, I'm supposed to be listening in the board meeting, and you just you keep coming back, and it's just a just an amazing thing that's, that's been so uh, so huge for me that's such oh I love that and I'm it's funny you brought me back to two thoughts one being that I have really lately had to focus on intentionally scheduling out time to do nothing yes because if I don't schedule something as in if I don't schedule time to do nothing I will schedule it with something that doesn't necessarily need to be done yes which is stressful yes we're addicted to doing you know you've heard it said by now you know are you a human being or a human doing you know people say that all the time and the first time I heard it it slayed me my counselor asked me that and I was like oh that's like brain explosion I've never heard that and then I heard it like almost every day for the rest of my life after that but it's true we, we need that that margin and we need just to uh, just to be present because we're all we're either in the past or we're either in the future you know and those things really don't exist I mean they're the future not here the past is gone it's over and so what we have now is the present and gosh I, I can't say enough good things about it oh we are gonna have to do another podcast on all of this the second thing that it brought me back to was a course that I took in college and, and I don't remember a ton of my classes because they weren't monumental enough for me to care. But um, I was a hospitality major and I needed an extra elective one oh, wow. year. And I chose, it was a mindfulness and meditation yeah, class. Yeah. It was one of the best yes, classes yes. I have ever taken. And That's it brings me back to a day where we went to an art gallery mm -hmm. and we practiced eating a bowl of soup yes, and yes. actually like tasting every yes, bite yes. that was in there, swallowing before mm -hmm. we tried to shove another bite in, right. and then we went outside 
We took off our shoes and our socks and went for a barefoot walk in the grass. I love it. It was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. like, I keep thinking maybe I need to go do this again. Well, I did a tea meditation two weeks ago. Same thing. We just, the meditation, the focal point was just drinking the tea, drinking the tea. When your mind wanders, you come back to the tea, the, the you know, the taste, the smell, the, the, the heat, how it feels in your, in your mouth. And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing what it does and, and how it makes you feel too. Oh, beautiful. I'm, I'm, so, I'm like giddy right now. Like all the things in my mind, I'm putting together this new to-do list of all these relaxing things that I can do because like you, my mind doesn't stop going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two-edged sword. It really is. It really is. Um, but I want to be mindful of our time. I know we've got other things to get to today. So this is just, we're just going to have to do this again. Yes, but, um, please. I want to let our listeners know where can people find you, follow you, get in touch with you, whether it's for your artwork or the meditation sessions or your church where where can we do this okay mostly Facebook just because it's easy and that's where like seven billion people in the world are on Facebook right now <laughs> but it seems like my people friends and family are mostly on Facebook but Facebook and Instagram I post mainly art on Instagram I use that just as an art gallery sort of I'll do some jujitsu stuff on there every once in a while but mostly Facebook so Uriah Oxford media on Facebook you please uh, like and I'm always posting new art but I cross post with you know you're just my regular Uriah Joseph Oxford and I'll do more uh, spiritual stuff there so mostly Facebook and Instagram at this point I have dipped my toes into the YouTube world but again you know with just the editing aspect of it and finding the time to do that um, I haven't done as much but you know I really want to get back into that now that we've got my wife past this whole cancer stuff I feel like uh, if I can get an editor and get a schedule start posting videos my goal is uh, my goal is pretty ambitious two a week but we'll see at first it might just be one a week okay, you got to start somewhere and that's that right. schedule is so key that's right yeah um, well last couple questions so this podcast is really geared towards you know fitness food and travel so for mm -hmm. me that's kind of like my three big factors is Love like, it. well and just for for the people that were around all the time we are so busy in today's society I want to be able to bring together thoughts and ideas for people who are just you know in that mindset of I'm so busy how do I take care of my total health mm -hmm. so what might be some some quick tips for those people who are thinking I need a golden nugget that I can apply to my life today yeah yeah so you just said it uh, one of the things is schedule like uh, so what I'll do sometimes is I'll schedule like you know paint and I treat it as if like the Pope is going to show up and I have a meeting with the Pope and somebody says, hey, what do you, you got something at one o'clock? And you, you know, because I'm, I like to say yes to everything. I would say, oh, yes, yes. And I would cancel. But you, you have to treat those moments, you know, like, I mean, they're meetings, they're true meetings. They're meetings, they're with, meetings yourself. with yourself. And you have and to make and you them non-negotiable. So I would say first schedule some time, put it on the calendar, put it in your iPhone, set a notification and, and, and do it and enjoy it and don't feel guilty about it yes. uh, the second thing oh gosh I had another so good. <laughs> another good thought I wanted to share oh I would say um, create some one-day goals that you can measure like like I have a goal today to fill in the blank and you do that one thing and it's over and it's measurable and so set some so so have a, a spread of one day goals three day goals three month goals 12 month goals set yourself up always to get some quick wins under your belt because those things are going to keep you going towards your goals and finding balance and doing the things that really mean the most to you so those two things schedule it and set some goals and hit those goals and and feel good about it and don't feel bad about uh, um, taking time for yourself because you need it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, and then last question. So if you saw someone outside of your church who appeared hesitant about entering and you could give them one piece of advice related to balancing their life and moving forward with their total health, what would you tell them? I would first ask them questions and I would try to find out, you know, what they're excited about, you know, or I, I love this question and I'll ask myself this question 
at times, you know. What were the things that I did when I was a kid that, like, I could get lost in for hours? And so if that person says music and they want to find total health, I'm saying music is one of the best things that you can do to really connect with your, with your faith. You know, if you believe in God, write a poem or write a song to God, and it's only between you and God. Or, or maybe write it one day for your community to share with your community. But, you know, if it's if it's cooking, or baking. I know you're baking now. You bake something and bring it to the little lady next door that might need of encouragement. Because Jesus says, if you give a cup of cold water to someone in my name, you've given it to me. And so, finding those things that you really, really love doing it, and then. Spinning it, DJing it for your spiritual life, your creative life, uh, your your uh, exercising and eating. You know, just be creative and find different uh, avenues and, and things that you're passionate about, and use it for, for you know for everything really. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So ask yourself the questions and find what makes you go back to childhood and just takes you away. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's I think so there's good. so many clues there and um, yeah, I believe in doing that. Well, I feel like you have so much innocence and true happiness in those moments that when you go back there, you realize that you can still have that as an adult. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Don't believe the lie that you're not creative, that you can't do anything. Because when you're a kid, you there was a there was a point when you're a kid when you didn't have that, and then for some reason it was squeezed out of us, and we begin to believe the story. So I would just say on a, on an ending note, maybe don't believe those stories. Get and rid just, of those self-limiting beliefs. That's it. That's it. And find that find that true self, that inner child again. Amazing. Well, Uriah, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being so faithful and putting content out every day. It's so inspiring. It's it's inspiring me. So uh, oh, 2019, uh, look yes. out. I, I hope I can be as prolific as Danny. But uh, it's been great being here, Danny. Thank you for asking me. Oh, you're so welcome. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to hang out with us today. I certainly hope that you were able to grab so many of these nuggets of wisdom. Hopefully you can go back and uh, re-listen to this and take some notes if you were driving and you feel like you need to do that. But if you love this episode, then please do us a favor and share it with a friend or family member or somebody that you know needs to hear this message today. And if you're tagging them in it on social media, tell them why you're tagging them in it so that they understand why it's important for them to listen. Thank you again so much and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most. And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.